Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome into the Westside Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Ezri. If this is your guys' first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major recording podcast platforms with podcasts coming out four to five days a week. I apologize for not having a podcast up last couple of days. I did a dull drop the other day and I want to take a couple days off to kind of reset after everything that's been going on in the sports world and the scene of Seattle. Uh, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I've been doing these segments a little bit differently. This podcast a bit different than normal. Um, to this podcast today, I'm going to have a double drop going on today as well for you guys. Today's podcast, or this first one, excuse me, is going to be specifically just a recap of the Mariners game yesterday. I have a bunch of takeaways. I got a bunch of inside stuff I'm, I'm going to be looking at. And with that being said, I'm going to jump straight into it. If you guys enjoy the conversation and the overall flow and topics I bring to you on a day-to-day basis, please do me a favor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a rating on the channel. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Index, all major podcast platforms. So thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day for listening. And uh, what uh, what a night it was last night for the Emerald City faithful and the Mariners fans. It was heartbreak. It was tragic. It was gut wrenching. It was um, it was everything we had hoped it wouldn't be. Uh, for a better lack of a term or an expression on that for you guys. Obviously, the Mariners lose in walk off fashion last night versus the Astros. Jordan Alvarez hits the home run that everybody knows about, right? And has had nightmares like myself about last night. I don't know about you guys. I did not sleep well last night whatsoever. Game started off in absolutely perfect fashion. Julio gets on base. Cal brings him in with that RBI single. Really sets the table. Gives that first impression that the Mariners are not going to go away lightly, which is what I was hoping for and all of us were hoping for, for a strong start off of Justin Verlander. They were able to get to Justin Verlander early, obviously. Not sure if it was the rust being the issue for the multiple days or Verlander would just maybe a bit off with the, with the playoff ratchet up pressure. But the Mariners were able to get to him. Taking, uh, taking advantage of his mistakes, which were uh, usually about um, it was a fastball I saw on the inner uh, like three uh, corner of the plate. In I also saw a couple curveballs hanging. Slider was much better as as the game went on, but ultimately by the fourth inning he was gone. Scoring six runs off of Justin Verlander in most cases should be more than enough runs to get you a win, and that in the house of horrors that is Minute Maid Park with the Crawford boxes that are designed for Little League Baseball. All but one batter yesterday recorded a hit, which happened to be Carlos Santana. Go figure. <laughs> Carlos Santana can go a game where he goes 0 for 4, and then he has the game like he did in Toronto where he, he hits a, a home run, a double, and is literally player of the game. So just kind of been a series like that for, for Carlos Santana, and hopefully he's able to bounce back tomorrow with Framber Valdez going on the mound. He does do fairly well against lefties. Right-handed side for Carlos Santana as his power side. So be curious to see what becomes of that. Overall, big days at the plate, though, for Julio Rodriguez, Ty France, Eugenio Suarez, J.P. Crawford. Uh, mostly just for the home run. Crawford put some pretty good defense, but didn't provide anything more than that home run, which was a colossal shot, by the way, and the first home run since June for J.P. Crawford. And Jared Kelnick. I've been really, really pleased with Jared Kelnick so far in this offseason, or excuse me, in the postseason. <clears throat> the plate discipline has been much better for J.K., providing him with consistent pro quality at-bats. Getting those two hits yesterday could be the moment with some of his family in the, in the crowd. Looks like it was his mom and his dad. That Kelnick just needs to get his game to, to, to the next level, which would obviously help this team really 
prosper and hit on all cylinders. I'm still looking at Mitch Haniger. He did record a hit yesterday, but he still just doesn't look right to me. I can't put my finger exactly as to what's wrong with Mitch Haniger. Maybe his just his timing's a little bit off. Obviously, being in the playoffs now, it's going to be different. But uh, gotta see more offense from Mitch Haniger. I would like to see uh, more consistent, uh, just better. The thing, okay, this is going to sound a little bit off ball, right? The one thing about Carlos Santana that drives me nuts is that he turns his head away from almost any pitch that's inside. And I don't know, I've heard some things from previous baseball players uh, that if you get hit in the head a couple of times, it's kind of like your instant body reflex. I totally understand that. I'm not going to say I've hopped in the box and seen 95 plus miles an hour come buzzing out my face because I haven't. But... Um, just like to see taking advantage of those. There's a couple mistakes so far in this on the postseason. Don't get me wrong. Santana's had plenty of great moments for, for the Mariners, obviously, so far in this postseason. But some of those inside pitches, I would like to see him take, take advantage of. Logan was pretty good yesterday. He continued to balance his pitch mix, incorporating the off-speed more often, which I've been talking about here probably for the last four or five podcasts. It's been one of the biggest things that I saw for Logan to say he's kind of evolving. In front, in front of our eyes. I like the goatee. I really do. It fits him so well. I know I'm kind of going off off, off the wall here. But uh, Logan was, was was pretty good. The knuckle curve was a pretty overall good pitch. I know I'm saying pretty good like a lot in this podcast so far. But I'm not going to say it was good. I'm not going to say it was okay. I'm not going to say it was great because it wasn't. It was a... Uh, it was okay. I mean, it was it was uh, above average. It wasn't like great Logan Gilbert, and it wasn't like a really good Logan Gilbert. It was just good Logan Gilbert. So, having the overall command of the off-speed pitches, he did make a few mistakes in the game, one of those being the home run to Yuli Gurriel there. So, unfortunately, uh, he did make some mistakes. They were able to, to, to capitalize, but overall, Logan provided a very good outing for the ball club, which they desperately needed, which came to the stat line of five and a third innings pitched, five hits, three earned runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. Bullpen. Oh, boy. Bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. All right, stick with me, folks, because I'm going to do, do my best, okay? Bullpen was pretty good. It was okay. Uh, up until Munoz came into the up into the uh, Munoz came into the, the ball game. I'm not sure if Houston has something on Munoz, kind of like they have something on Robbie that we can't get into, which I'm going to get into here later. But they really seem unfazed by his arsenal that Andres brings to the uh, table, right? The slider was just not biting again. There was some, it was like the slider bit way too hard or it was just a frisbee in the dead center of the, the plate. I don't understand it. But if this team is going to continue to, to go deep, Andres Munoz has got to be that high leverage arm because Paul Seawald has been struggling to say the least. Speaking of Paul, Paul Seawald continues to, to struggle. Apologize, got a little bit of a bubble in the old throat there. Um, but just, he just looked, Paul Seawald just looks off. He's unable to locate much of anything off speed. Um, it's. In the situation where he would walk those guys in, which obviously prompted uh, the next guy to to come in, this has been the issue as of late for for Paul Seawald. He's not been able to 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 locate. If he does not locate, it's a big problem because if you don't locate when you throw 92 miles an hour, it can kind of spiral out, out out of control in a very quick manner. I apologize for the stutter today. I am way tired. I'm cracked out on coffee trying to get this out for you guys today. So bear with me. But uh, Paul Seawald, man, just please, whatever you, you got to do to find something that, you know, you can dig within yourself and 
press the reset button. No one's going to do it for you, Paul, but we desperately need you to be Paul Seawald because this bullpen is kind of the bee's knees of this team. And without Paul Seawald, we are in a world of hurt. And it's now it's time for a sponsored ad break. Do you enjoy quality, clean energy? Do you crash hard after the, the midday coffee? Well, check out nothing else or nothing more than W Energy. W Energy is a keto-friendly energy option for those who need a little pick-me-up through the long workday. No midday crashes or jitters, W Energy provides a boost of tasty, crash-free, jitter-free energy. And it will help you conquer those busy days. Free of artificial colors and dyes, and it's even sugar-free. Use code WSS to get 10% off your, off your order today. Again, that's code WSS in caps to get 10% off your order today. Highly re re recommend that stuff. I do use that stuff from, from, from time to time. No, I'm not just saying that because I'm sponsored by them. But they do have a good quality, clean product. I do kind of need the energy, especially when I'm trying to get all this podcast prep for you guys. And if you guys are uh, construction workers or just office people, or just frankly, anybody that needs some, isn't a coffee fan, isn't a tea fan. Uh, if you kind of like G Fuel, they're very similar to G Fuel. So give them a moment, check them out on, on their website. And if you do, please use my code WSS to get you 10% off your order today. Okay, so now we're back to... The bullpen, and we're gonna address the big topic that everybody's talking about. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. The big topic right now is Scott's choice to bring in Robbie Ray to go against Jordan Alvarez. I don't know for those for those of you who do not know this, Jordan Alvarez's batting average off of Robbie Ray this season is eight thirty-three. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's that's like a nightmare. That's pretty much telling you if you if you if you hang it, he's gonna bang it, as the old saying goes. The long track record of struggles against Houston, Robbie Ray was moved to the, the, the bullpen specifically for this reason. Granted his pitch mix also being the three pitches of the four seam two seam and slider, in theory should have uh better uh, done should have done better, excuse me, in adjusting to his role for this series. And for the overall um, role they needed to fill in the bullpen with no Marco Gonzalez or Chris Flexen. Why would Scott bring in the one guy who has struggled mightily against Houston and as well as the end of the regular season as well as Toronto? So that's what you got. There was three starts to end, end the season where, where he struggled. He struggled inside Toronto. That's four. Yesterday was five. The last five outings for Robbie Ray have been absolutely abysmal. And uh, I don't quietly frankly understand why he was brought in i know the conversation that mike salk's been having so far and other people on on a seattle sports station i was at 710 that you know well who else are you are you going to bring in matt boyd besides robbie ray is the only other left-handed pitcher on your playoff active roster he hasn't pitched in 10 days right so you have a lefty option matt boyd who's pitched really well has a decent pitch mix isn't going to blow any, anybody away but he could have had a better um Matchup versus Jordan. Eric Swanson, your lefty specialist who has been mulling over left-handed pitchers all year. That's why, Scott, they did not go out and address for a left-handed arm. They did get Ryan Barucki this year. They DFA'd him fairly quickly because Eric Swanson was clearly showing that he can handle left-handed pitching. And I know the also the side conversation to Eric Swanson is, well, Eric Swanson is a fastball splitter combination pitcher. Jordan covers the, the splitter well. I still want Eric Swanson in that spot. Eric Swanson is a high leverage arm. He's done this countless more, more times than Robbie Ray, especially coming out of the bullpen. So I don't understand this move at all. You had two better options to face your, your, your Don. Instead, you trusted Robbie, 
who has been awful as of late and over the two better options that were available to you in your bullpen. Ultimately, this this choice will forever haunt Scott Service. This feels like a quote wanting to prove people wrong more than a smart, calculated choice. You know, after his previous start in Toronto, I feel like Robbie or a Scott was like, "Hey, I want to prove to people that I'm smarter than uh, than other other people." And if I'm wrong, I'm I'll take it. I got no no problem. But I'm trying to figure out like the rest of it all, like everybody else. Is because I'm, I'm talking to Mike to, to you guys about it. Um, I'm curious what what you guys feel. Reach out to me on Twitter, capital P N W. Uh, PNW Professor. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. You can find me on Facebook on Sports in the Northwest with the green and signal TL, uh, TL Mariners logo on there. I encourage conversation. I want more conversation about this. The quicker I know some people are going to say, we need to flush this game and move on to game two, which is what I'm doing this now. This is how I process. I got to talk this out, figure it out inside, inside my own brain so I don't just chew on this like a madman. And uh, let it just, you know, fester and ruin my next day. What's done is done. We got to move on. We have Castillo going in next game. There's plenty of good things coming. Speaking of Castillo, instead of going up one nothing in that game with Castillo taking the mound tomorrow in game two, you find yourself down a game, desperately needing game two. Now game two is a must win. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages who, all, who, all, who listen to this, this is is a must win. Some people are going to say, I've been having some conversations on Twitter with various people today that um, that did that flat out say, no, that's wrong. Well, here's the thing. 89% of ALDS teams that go down two to nothing fail to win the series. You want to be the 10% of playoff teams that have been going back since God knows how long to when playoff baseball started. That's not exactly an odds or proposition I want to be, to be involved in. We must win this game tomorrow. It's a hell of a lot of pressure on on uh, Luis Castillo, but I think he can handle this. All right, guys. We're walking it off, and then I'm going to be recording uh, uh, podcast number two today, which is going to be around the world recap of everything that's been going on, as well as a uh, Seahawks dive. I know I'm a couple days late on that, but I, after yesterday's game and then double recording on Monday, I took a day off for you guys. So... After yesterday's heartbreaking loss, the Mariners have a well-needed day off today to regroup and flush the emotions of the loss down the proverbial drain. With Luis Castillo taking the mound and going to proverbial shove against Houston tomorrow, he finds himself and will most likely be the biggest start of his professional career. The series hangs in the balance. We need Luis Castillo to be Toronto slash New York Castillo where he shoves, dominates, throws absolutely filth. We need 100 miles an hour, glove side run. We need wiffle ball type movement. This is exactly what we need. This is the Castillo that we went and traded for. And this is the exact moment that you thank Jerry and, and Justin Hollander. Congratulations, Justin Hollander, on being on the new GM role. Well, well earned uh, uh, job there for Justin. But overall, it's a lot of pressure for, for uh, Luis Castillo. He is built for these moments. And it's time, Luis, that you take that ball and once again, point at Scott Service, point at Robbie Ray, and point at all those boys that were disappointed yesterday and say, I got you. I got you. I am your ace. I am the, the new Felix. I am the new Pedro Martinez, like everybody likes to talk about, aka Mike Salk. But this is the moment. Tomorrow is a absolutely, absolutely a must win. 
and I'm so thankful that of anybody going for us, we have the pitcher that gives us the best chance to, re to bounce back, rebound in the most positive way to when we come home to Seattle, to the Emerald City and T-Mobile Park with that beautiful brick wall that we can get back on the, the board, get the train back on the, on the proverbial tracks, on those rails. Let's get, you know, let's shove some more coal inside of that engine. Let's fire up the old, the old choo-choo train and let's do everything remotely possible to get this game tomorrow. Please, 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 Scott, whatever you do, and I know you probably won't do it because of the of the backlash, keep Robbie Ray's name out of your mouth, as Mike Salk and Bob Wagner said. I'm referencing Mike Salk a lot today. I just got done listening to the first hour, so bear with me. And with that being said, guys, that's going to be today's show. If you guys enjoy the podcast, I know I ask already, or I've already asked previously in the, in the podcast at the very beginning, please subscribe and leave a rating. I know that people hear this all the time. Subscribe, 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 and rating, rating, rating. It really does help me out a ton. It helps me figure out where I'm being listened to the most, what conversations you guys enjoy more and more than others, what topics you want me to cover for uh, upcoming shows. It's a huge tool for me. And I just want to say thank you for you guys for taking the time out of your busy days to listen to me, or busy day, excuse me. I will be recording episode podcast number 63 here in a few minutes. See us rise in, uh, in Luis Castillo. God bless you. We, we trust. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.